What's going on, world? It's your favorite podcast, Dad Zombie D Podcast, with your host, Ken, and my co-host. Bear with the bed. Bringing you another edition of Dad Zombie. Part 67. Yeah. Eight. Something 66. like that. 66. Oh, you know, it's, it's been a little minute. You know, yeah. you kind of forget the numbers. The numbers get a little hazy. Yeah. We're in the midst of a uh, rebranding. Okay, uh, I'll go with it. <laughs> anyway, man, what's been going on with you, man? I know y'all going through a pregnancy. So how's that? This is the first podcast, Dad Zombie Pregnancy, that's been going on. So how's that life going on right now? Because how far is she? She, We got five more weeks till D-Day. Oh, oh. Five more. Yeah. Bro, time been flying. Because I feel what? like you just told me. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's it's been quick. Uh, I mean, good pregnancy, you know, so far so good. She's, you know, I would just say her, you know, her taste buds have are way different this time. Um, this time she actually craves shit. That's how I know that my daughter's gonna be high maintenance because <laughs> already off rip, she she'd be like, oh, can we can we get some uh. Some flavor wings? I'd be like, come on. I don't think that's a craving. I think that's an excuse. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's a craving. Like a craving is, you know, the weird cravings that I've heard, like uh, pickles and yogurt. Yeah, we ain't got none of them. It'd just be like fried chicken and pizza. I don't think, that's what I'm saying. At the same time. That's like wings and pizza. Okay, you have a point. Pizza and wings. <laughs> you actually have a point. <laughs> when you pizza when you say it like that, you actually have a point. Bro, that's pizza and wings, bro. It, it was something though. It was something recently where I remember I got like I got like okay, that's what it was. I got turkey leg hut. Oh, oh, no, no, my no, no, boy no. Big Spin. Talk about, talk about, talk about, talk about. I was at a grand opening for one of my clients and they had the truck out there. Let's start there. Okay, okay, okay. They had the truck out there. So I called her. I said, hey, babe, do you want something to eat? She says, uh, yeah, she said, I want to, uh, she, because she was telling me she had a craving for a burger. Cool. I said, yeah. I said, I said, hey, babe, uh, I'm going to stop on the way in. Do you want me to get like tornado burger or something? She said, yeah. I said, okay. Um, and so I said, well, I'm going to get me something from this food truck. She said, oh, what food truck? I said, well, they got turkey leg up here. She said, oh, they got turkey leg. Uh, yeah, let me get, I said, oh. <laughs> what did a uh, turkey leg hood got at the truck? Because I haven't been to the truck. I know they so, have the, um, you know, they have the black food park over there in the power center. Yeah. But what do they have like at the truck? Because I know they be up there. So the truck basically serves, I would say it's probably like a menu of like six items. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they got the Cajun, what, the, stu- the regular leg, the stuffed leg, um, the Alfredo pasta, and it's- The jerk tacos? Know, no, no, the one, the uh, crawfish. Oh, they ain't uh, got the jerk tacos. Jerk tacos, no. Nah. It's, so it's all straight turkey leg. Okay. Um, and matter of fact, when I was ordering, you know, I, I damn it, like, I'm gonna pick, you know, putting my receipt in my pocket, she said, Kane, your order's ready. I said, damn, y'all fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why y'all the goat. Yeah, no, nah, that's I've had them uh I think probably twice. But them um we 
Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. That's not a cheap spot to go. Like, if you actually go to the turkey leg hut, it's not yeah. a cheap spot to go to. I, that's why I don't go. I, yeah. I just, I, I'm a, I'm a to-go finesse, boy. Like, that's what yeah. I do. I get yeah. I get the bag and I bounce. Yeah, nah, but them jerk tacos, they they do go hard. Yeah. Yeah, bro, man. You been, though, bro? What's, what's, what's been new, man? Man, work in school. Oh, yeah. well, actually, I'm out of school now because, bro, I've completed my first semester in five years. Four or five years. I don't even want to say that. If no. we had sound effects, I'd give you the hand clap. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> like, it was, um, COVID changed a whole lot, bro. Because I remember when I was in school and I kept telling myself, bro, I'm not, you know how they offer those online classes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not an online student. And yeah. this, I had no choice. It's next semester, I can't, next semester, I can't wait, bro, because all the classes are in person. Because I'm not one of those learners. And I think for people like me, COVID hurt education for people who need actual interaction with, you know, the teachers. Because yeah. I've had so many classes where people are low interactive with the professor. Like, I'm going to interact with them, but at the same time, I, you still need that student interaction as well. Like, yeah. that challenge. I could say, you know, I'm I'm definitely somebody who likes to learn, you know, in person. Um, you know, I, I was, I used to sit in the front. Yeah. <laughs> right, right in the front, right next to the professor, because I got some questions. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, what I love about the digital space switch is that for me in my career, I don't got to go meet motherfuckers no more. I think it works different in the actual career field than actual education field. Uh, I mean, cause keep in mind, relationships are built better in person. And if yeah. you can cultivate a relationship through virtual and web, you a bad motherfucker, but I'm glad that I don't got to go across town to talk to Jimbo who got a thousand dollars to spend and I just wasted all my gas and time to get to him for him to tell me he ain't got no budget. So. <laughs> yeah. So one of my classes, I remember I was always the spokesman for every group that I was in because I was the one to talk the most. Mm. Like, you know, if you have a group, a group discussion and they like, uh, Hey, can, can, uh, you tell them what we talked about? Like, I'm like, he bro. Was, he was <laughs> <laughs> and and then a lot of times, bro, I, I don't take good notes. So I'm one of the people that go off of memory. And sometimes I can only remember so much. And it's just like, bro, why y'all put me in this position? I remember I, there used to be a girl in college. Um, she used to take phenomenal notes. I'm talking about notes with the stickies, with the highlights and everything. I said, I could never. Mm-hmm. Like she used to go back and rewrite her notes. I said... I'm up here, got I got triangles and doodles <laughs> and keywords. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> she yeah, got posted nah. notes. I said, you on a you on a whole different type of organization. Uh and you know, matter of fact, speaking of organization, while we're on topic, uh, you know, that's one of probably the biggest things, you know, that I think that you know we have to do as fathers is that we need to organize our life and make priorities, you know, for ourselves. because you mm-hmm. think about all the different hats that you wear as a dad, you know, provider, husband, father, protector, uh, shit, disciplinarian, uh, 
I mean, you you name it. Like we're wearing all these different hats, but it is like, when do I get to be Ken? When do I get mm-hmm. to be Bear? Like you don't never get to really be yourself because you're so busy being like in the corporate world, working for a job. Then you got to be like the husband. Then you got to cater to her emotions. Then you got to be the father. You got to be the, the the play horse and everything else. So it's like, you know, when do you when do you get the chance to release? Like when you get the chance to, you know, have your mental detox from the world. Yeah, like uh, I heard it, and he's probably not the only person that said this, but the rapper uh, Scarface said, every relationship is 100-100. It's not 50-50 for the simple fact of we have to be 100% ourselves on the man's side, and she has to be 100% her on on the female side. And we got to remember why we end up getting together in the first place because something attracted us to each other, event, you know, at the beginning but you know when you involve kids you involve work you involve long-term relationships a lot of times we lose ourselves and i hate to be that dude and say this but i think i gotta be the one but you know as far as when it comes to feminism i think that oh i ain't gonna say feminism feminism i'm gonna just say like the new era of moving forward uh, it's a lot of things being put up to the forefront of like priorities and actual actually being a man is being put on a back burner. It's like you got to as being a man, we have to cater to everything else. But yeah. who caters to us? I, you know what? I don't I'm glad I'm like I am so glad that I am engaged because I couldn't be out here in the field dating in this day and age. Like when I be looking on Instagram or looking at the memes and Twitter posts and stuff like that, you know, girls be like, oh, cash at me so you can get my attention. Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like before it used to be for one, you used to have to court, you know, and then you go on a date, you know, you spend cash on a date. Now you gotta, you gotta drop a bag to get the yeah. attention. Just to get attention, just to get a response. You, what? Man, it's a uh, it's a dude named Jeremy Holloway. He makes a bunch of videos. I don't know if you ever heard of him on like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of his uh, skits was, I can't remember the title of it, but it basically to summarize it up, it basically was a man and a female arguing about the female wanted him to marry her and he was wanting her to like show some type of wife qualities and she was like why would I give wife qualities and I'm not a wife but he asked the question why would I give husband qualities and I'm not a husband but you I'm giving you off these qualities and that's the man that I am like you want these qualities before a marriage but I can't get it uh yeah you know, that's a double entendre, but, you know, that's exactly right because, you know, you think about even switching just outside a relationship. Let's just talk about, let's say work. You want that new job. You want that promotion. You don't, you can't, you can't be average to get the promotion. Like you can't, you know, because what they say, much is, what much is expected, much is given, something like that. I'm. It's like you, a, I heard of that, but yeah. I don't want to mess up the quote. It sound like that was. Well, the quote. I definitely just shanked it, but it's all right. We got um, the gist. Yeah, yeah, but not nah, for real. You, you know, you, you talking about you know stepping into that role 
Um, and you know, I used to, and it used to be like a running joke that you know, me used to be like, you know, it'd be like, uh, oh, you know, babe, can you make me some food? Am I your wife? Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, that, that's when you take it too far because it's like, you know, people they talk about, you know, oh, well, these are wife qualities. That's also, you know, human gesturally, you know, good, kind person qualities too, as well. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, I can go to my friend house and they'll make me a plate. I'm not asking them to be my wife. Exactly. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that. And I think, like, with the new era, and like you said, bro, I'm glad I'm not dating uh, in this time. Because I, and you know, it's one of the things I don't know. And I can't say because I can't give that actual uh, answer because I'm not dating in this age. But you know how our grandparents, you like, I did that, done that, got the T-shirt, broke the book forward and all the other stuff. You know what? I call bullshit on that. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be straight honest with you. I call bullshit every time some old head talk about something like that. Cause I'd be like, all right, let's look, let's just play this out. Let's play a spade a spade, right? Let's play a spade a spade. Your limit, your access that you had back then with the amount of technology and communication, being able to coordinate to get some ass was very hard. So you, you had to meet down by the creek at seven o'clock, you know on some shit like you couldn't Rude. call or shoot a text message or get on instagram or shoot a dm like you had a coordinate coordinate so you ain't ain't no way in hell ain't nobody was comfortable fight, but ain't no way in hell you could tell me that you was out there you know in the streets just seeing everything june bug i seen it all from a listen from a man you remember about five heartbeats jt he mm-hmm. was like he said i cry at the drop of a dime if one uh in front of a woman just to get smashed but if somebody asks x Else ask me about it, I'll lie. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'll lie. Wow. And I see, just deny it. Man. It was the same thing. It's just technology is in our hands at this point. And um, so like I work around a bunch of younger females. And them saying, like, you know, when dudes try to hit on them. They hit them with the same lines, you know. How many times can you really hit somebody with "Hey, beautiful"? Hey, and then beautiful. All of a sudden, I already knew it was coming. <laughs> no, you no, know, no. Then you got your woke dudes. What's up, my queen? Yeah, you know, hey, it's beautiful it's, queen. You Grand you got Ryan. like two different types of intros, and these females they're seeing a different thing, and it's empowering to know that they're independent. But also, when we have dudes on our end you know, shooting those empty shots, mm-hmm. it kind of give up the the the, the empty promises it, on our end. It, you know, it waters us down. Yeah, because it, you know the what? ones and, that actually want to do right, yeah. they can't. And, and you know what? Okay, so let me put it like this. Check it out. So imagine that women are like a judge. And as a judge, you see nothing but felons, convicted felons, same rap case, same rap case, same rap case. And, you know, when they go on parole, what they say? Well, I'm a change man. I'm a change man. You know, I just want to start a program so I can go back and help the youth, you know, not go down the same path. You know, they say the same old song. Yeah. But it's like, as the judge, it's like, how many times have I heard this? How many times have I heard this same pickup line before? 
And, you know, I feel like that's how women are in today's dating world is that, you know, because there's so much access and you have so many multiple touch points of where dudes can actually hit on you, whether in person, virtually, on the phone, on social media, however, um, you know, it becomes watered down to where you're like, seen it all, done it all. I need something to really get my attention. And that's when, you know, the whole drop of bags, cash at me. So I know, and that's, you know, that creates a toxic culture. That's a really, really toxic culture because now you're, you've, you now associate the fact of him courting with spending money on you, like you're an object. Mm -hmm. So the fact that a dude can say, oh, here's $500 in your cash app. That five, that $500 may not mean shit to him. So what does that say about you as your character that you are now entertaining somebody because they sent you some money? That now you put a value, you put a stamp mark on what your value is as a person when you start to build a toxic culture like that. Yeah, and I think um like from even the beginning of what we were just talking about, that's the start of where a man could probably start losing his identity. Um, because even if he isn't, let's say, if he isn't who he said he was at the beginning, yeah. he knew like he was a regular Joe. Like, I'm I'm average, bro. I'm he average. He just had one refund come in. Like, I'm I'm gonna just put it in perspective as me. I'm average, bro. I'm not never gonna sit here and say I'm this big, big meech, uh, freeway Ricky Ross drug dealer and got all these kilos, got stacks. I got the feds on my ass. I'm not I'm not one of them. I'm not like a full-blown simp neither, but I'm just me. I'm average. And if I start off with this persona, like, um, I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that. I started my relationship catering off to her because if our relationship didn't start off with us catering to each other, that's where the downfall happened. And then us being men as the aggressors, as being the, I, I don't want to say the word aggressors, the pursuers, yeah, there you go. Better. That's better. <laughs> the pursuers, we are pursuing it all the time. So we're trying to, dang, my word is horrible, gain dominance over our relationship. We want to have that head, you know what I'm saying? So we're trying to cater to everything in that relationship to the fullest of our ability. But yeah. we lose ourselves within that. And you know what? That's why. When you ever see those, you know, posts, when you see people like Denzel Washington and LeBron James, you know, people who've had the same wife with them or girl with them for, you know, years, like since they've been in high school and stuff, that's kind of the same situation I'm in is that, you know, the the woman that I'm with, you know, we've been together, you know, since I was in the, in the old 01 Buick, like, you know, with the, with the 215s and then 5% tent, no AC. Mm-hmm. Like we was, we was thugging it, riding around Houston, enjoying life. But, you know, we met each other when we ain't had shit. Like literally ain't had shit, ain't had nothing to our name, you know. And, you know, that's part, you know, that's part of where a lot of times where you're able to build with somebody, um, it's like you meet people on, you know, on common grounds. And that goes back to, you know, episode we've had previously where we're talking about, you know, women, once they attain a certain type of income, they don't date down. Mm-hmm. They don't never date down. That's like beyond them. Like once you, if a female make over a hundred thousand dollars, she not trying to get no dude that work. You know, say if he had a sanitation department, and that's just because of the the PR behind. You know, a lot of the mindset that comes with you know having that type of income 
is that women, you know, they don't feel a need because if they can provide for themselves um, financially, it's like, what can you bring to the table? And if you can't match that or exceed that, nine times out of 10, they don't entertain it. Yeah. Have you uh, heard of Kevin Samuels? His clip's been going viral. I think I sent you a couple. That's the dude with the suit with the gray hair? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him. So, before. like, he'll talk to females and, you know, um, some of the women that get on there and be like, he'll ask him this question. Could you ever? Now, he asked the, uh, one of the one woman the same question. Well, the same thing you just said. I've seen that one. Have That's you, the only uh, one I've seen. Would you date somebody that was worked a nine to five and they made twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year? They sanitation like they was content with their lives. Like, but the response was after I'm with him, it wouldn't be like that. Like, yeah, I would start off with him like that, but he wouldn't end up. But the thing is, would you stay with him if that's what he wanted to do? Like, if that was his income, that's what he wanted to do. Like, he had no ambitions of going higher, but he was a good man to you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I'm not even going to say nine times out of ten because I don't want to give a number, but a lot of times women keep saying the same thing. Oh, I would change him. What if he don't want to be changed? Because ultimately what you're go. saying is, because ultimately what you're saying is No. You're giving conditions on that. Yeah, bro. That's that's the whole that's the whole chase. That's the whole chase of women, though. The chase of women, and this is this is the secret, is that if women can change you, if they can feel like they've you know somehow lifted you up, bootstrapped you, you will forever live on. You know, they they want that, they they need that validation, you know, of you know, having some type of influence and change you know, over the, over your life, you know, molding you to be better, which is nothing wrong because we should always want to uplift people. Uh, and I couldn't even blame her for, you know, for that, you know, if she says that, you know, if that's, you know, if she wants somebody who's ambitious, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you know, if you, if you're calling this show about your dating life isn't going how it needs to go, then maybe you need to, you know, have a realistic expectation uh, versus you know what you've been doing and even then I, I find it f- hilarious the only uh, I seen another clip of his and he asked the girl he said uh he said how much you weigh <laughs> <laughs> that one is always funny <laughs> she said she answered the question she said I'm a big girl he said no 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 how he paused you- like he, he said no 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 how much do you weigh yeah and she would not answer the question. I think he like hung up on her and he was like, and like, he was just like, he said, what's the point? You can't even be realistic with yourself about how much yeah. you weigh. Why am I going, why am I going to waste my time to talk about being realistic with your love life will look like? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he focused on like when women want high value men, not like the average man, but then at the same time, you know, like he get on dudes ass too. Now that's one thing I will give him to him. You know, some people are always talking about, um, oh, he only get on black women. No, he get on black dudes, too. He get on the black dudes because, you know, we all have expectations. And I think the social media realm has given us, given us these unrealistic expectations of relationship like we spoke on before uh, to give us these unrealistic. I'm not even going to say unrealistic, but hard to reach expectations of bodies. So it'll like body shame, you know. Uh, I'm all about, you know, your body confidence, but I'm all about health too. I would say this, that 
At one point, that was true. Yes. But if you look in the media now, we have totally reversed that. Every big name company from Dove on down, Nike, Dove, uh, you name it, you know, they've had reverse campaigns to, you know, rewrite, you know, the whole body shaming piece. So what we thought, you know, was the standard of beauty has now been not only switch but it's glorified so now we're actually celebrating you know the bigger women um you know all they billboards in times square they got normal people and even in the uk and i and i just you know i know it's in marketing but even in the uk um they made a law that you can't airbrush photos in marketing so you can't like fluff up you know stuff to make it look like more than what it is because mm-hmm. it sets a expectation that, you know, that's illegal. That's like literally, like, like you set an expectation that's, you know, that's illegal when you do stuff like that in marketing because you have people think that they can achieve these goals um, when really that own person, you know, who's that influencer hasn't achieved that goal, you know, with the product. Themselves, yeah. So, uh, so let's get, let me ask you this. What are some of your hobbies outside of being a father, being a fiance, being a corporate marketer, what 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 are some of the things that that you enjoy? <laughs> uh, hobby wise, hobby, hobby wise. wise. I I can I, say one thing, but you Facetime me the other day. No, so, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love me some firearms, boy. Yeah, I love I love me some firearms. Any anything tactical. Anything paintball, airsoft, ARs, any AKs, Glocks, tour, anything. Like I'm, I am a big advocate and you know gun education junkie. Like I am just a, a big enthusiast when it comes to you know protecting your family and you know overall survival. Um, building swords, like I watch Forged and Fire all the time. Like I love like some Renaissance type shit. Yeah, bro. Like I, I appreciate, like bro. Like I, I am a true outdoors. Like you know, when people be like, "Oh, the manly man," like bro, I am the caveman. Like I, I like to be outdoors ninety percent of the day. You know, cooking outdoors, eating outdoors, like whatever it may be. Like I, I like that lifestyle. And Do you um? fall into the trend of trying to put your hobby on your on your woman do you mm. fall into that category like i don't put it on her but i share it like i let her into my world you know like so like a few weeks ago we went to the gun show together but i only took it in for like an hour because i know she don't want to be there you know as long as that as I went, would. as I went this weekend, as you Friday, would go, yeah, I went for like five hours this weekend. Exactly. No, I, <laughs> I definitely understand. I definitely understand because I'm in that um realm. You were, of, you were cars though. That's how you I, were I cars. love cars. I love motorcycles. And like right now, I'm I ain't gonna say gym wreck because I ain't like in the bodybuilding. But I've been like hardcore gym six days a week, bro. Six days a week. You can have that. Like I bring that shit home. You know what I'm saying? Like I try to do like 150 Mm -hmm. to 200 push-ups a day at home. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, sometimes it's frustrating when I share 
my hobbies, and I'm not saying this is like every day, and I I know it's other men out there, and probably you, you can probably share your hobbies and don't get the same response that you feel that your woman feel like you should give them when they share their interests. Mm, I would just say this is that me and my fiance, we're really equally yoked. So a lot of the hobbies like we share, like we we have like a like she likes watching Forged or Fire more than I do. Like she like I come in a room after like you know making dinner or whatever, and that's what's on the TV, and that's what she's watching. Like she likes that show. Um, I mean, we we see a lot on common ground. Like we we come we come from the same roots. So I mean, a lot of stuff we like the same, and that's not. Um, we there's a lot of stuff we don't like the same. Like, but so my instance, thing is, so say if you, okay, she into she's into guns like you're into guns. She's I would she's say into she guns is. like you are into guns. That's yes or no. No. Okay, so that's my follow up. So if you show her a pistol, uh-huh. and you get to talking to her about this pistol, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden you show her another pistol, which to her probably looks the same. <laughs> And she get to looking at it and like in her head, she's probably like, it probably shoot the same goddamn bullet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you know what she even though she's not into it as I as I would love her to be, she's not that green. Like, so like she knows, like I because originally before I went and picked up a Taurus, um, I was looking at the conic and the conic, I was like, oh, this whole feels sexy. And she was like, she like, like, what what makes it feel better? I was like, it's top heavy. Like it feel like you could just like pistol whip the shit out of somebody with this. And just excuse, like this is that's a bad reference, but I say that because if you ever hold the conic, you know exactly what I'm talking about because it's top heavy and that that slide is like it's like a Glock. Kind of feels like a Glock. Not even like a Glock, bro. That the slide is thick, almost like a, mm, almost like a Hellcat but thicker, like way thicker. Like it's like, but it's it's good. Like it's aerodynamically balanced good. Um, and when I was doing my reviews and looking at it, I almost picked up on it. But the one thing that stopped me was I couldn't find no mags for it. I said, I ain't, I'm not one of those have a bunch of ammo. That's what, that's the stupidest thing. Dudes be trying to get all this ammo, ain't got no mags. <laughs> I'm like, what you gonna reload and battle? <laughs> you gonna take that same mag out and reload and battle? Yeah, but yeah, but I showed her those two guns, and we, she actually came shopping with me. The only time when she was like, "Hold up," was when I took when I had my holster, and I have an inside concealed holster, but I took the sports academy gun, I put it in my holster. I wasn't even thinking. She said the people behind you was like, "What is this nigga doing?" Because I had put it in my pants, like right on my junk. <laughs> so, but that's what my holster. <laughs> <laughs> See how it felt. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got a good, good feel. I was like, everybody else try shoes on the hill. Why I can't try my gun on? <laughs> yeah, but how did you? How do you feel like that? Um, so as a father, as a husband, fiance, we got to find that balance of actually keeping our sanity, because you know how. Like I said before, the the women's lives matter. The Feminist movements matter. Men lives matter too. 
You know, we, what I'm saying? we M- was just M- the Black Lives Matter. That was that was we got thrown yeah, into we got thrown into that. But at the end of the day, like we also we're the heads of the family. We're the one who have to take the sacrifice. It was bad wording on like one of the dudes. I I seen him do a video. He was like, uh, "If I ask you to make me some coffee, you shouldn't uh, ask why. Because if somebody break into here, you gonna expect me to die." I get the analogy. I get the analogy. You know, that might have been living too extreme on how he said it. But it's just like that. You expect me to defend, protect, and ultimately die if anything was to happen in my home, in my family, uh, anything around us. You know, you you willing for me to stand up in front of us. And I need that saying to, to keep the sanity to be able to even get to that point. You know what I'm saying? No, that's real. That the be- I think the best quote I heard um, was like they say like it's like after going out into the world and fighting all these battles with the entire world, you know, I was supposed to come home to my peace. You know, this is I don't need to be fighting you after fighting the whole entire world. Like it should be easy when I get home. I shouldn't have to, you know, you know, have to argue about stuff like that. But then I also heard a, a even better quote. Um, it was a lady. It was probably like back in like the seventies, eighties, and she said, "You know, you you lie. You know, and it just talks about attitude, right? Attitude as a man. You know, and and just similar to how you said about getting that coffee. You know, that's a better way you can go about asking or you know stuff like that. But you know, just overall attitude because she says it's that." you know, as me as the woman, you know, you go out there and you shuck and jive and you smile with the white man. And then, you know, you go to your friends that you don't even like, and you smile with them and you go to your coworkers who you don't like, and you smile with them and you come home and you give me hell. And it's like, why you give me hell? And I'm the only person that love you. Yeah. I said, shit. Mm-hmm. I said, that's real. And that, you know, that just puts attitude in perspective. It's like, you know, you, you out here, you fake the funk with everybody else, but you like, why don't you fake the funk with her? Yeah. I ultimately feel like it's really down to your partner and then you, because, you know, we, me, I started a family before you did. And I started one young, I was 21, 22. And I went into survival mode. And I think that's what a lot of us do is go into a survival mode where we neglect our actual personal preferences so Mm -hmm. such as if i was into race car like i'm in the cars but say if i was in a race car driving uh i neglected that and actually just went you know just full-time working and i think that's what we can also learn from our older uh family members and uncles and aunties and stuff like that because they always tell us about uh if i would have did this if i would they Tell us about the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And we learn from that. And our generation is the one to be like, I am. I'm not going to be that. Because we realize now 30 isn't old. Once you get to 27, 28, 29, you realize 30 isn't old. 40 isn't old, but it's getting up there. But it's not old. You know what I'm saying? Even 50, I don't feel like it's old. People start over. I've literally had conversations with people, especially about me going back to school. Uh, and stopping my then career of truck driving um, about starting over in my 20s. And one one of my brothers I was talking to, 
he was like, man, I started over from scratch at 37 years old. Wow. I'm like, that's 10 years older than what I am. And I'm over here in 27, like me starting over at the time yeah. 26. I'm like, I'm thinking that's like a whole restart because it took me 26 years to get to this point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you realize like that you have to stay true to yourself, stay true to your partner. And your goals and your ambitions and yeah, definitely hold hold you. Would you what's your word? Hold yourself accountable. Yeah. <laughs> hold, hold yourself accountable to being your true, like being true to who you are. Um, and definitely look to find those outlets, you know, to where you can express yourself because you know, you don't want to lose yourself, you know, trying to please and you know, do everything for everybody else that you lose yourself in the process. So take those little times, you know, to get back to who you are and do what makes you happy and all that good jazz. So yeah. And so so how could we keep our women's interest and our interest intact? So say if um, I was into boxing and she was into, I don't even want to say something that costs money because I was yoga. About to say shopping. Yeah, yoga or bike riding, marathonist. So okay. somebody that was dedicated to a being in the marathons and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So let's let's brainstorm on how could we actually work that out because it's families out there that's like that. Uh, you got they're not athletes, but they do athletic things. And people are on a regular side say, "Oh, I can't do this because I got the kids. I can't do this because we got the kids. I can't do this because we got this going on." But you make time for what you want ultimately. What's, what's important to you? What's important to you? I take that back. What's important to you? I would, and this is the hard part, is because, and this is also we have to do the evaluation of this is how I process things. Is that if you're going to be training for a marathon, let's say that you're bike riding, you know, for four hours, three hours out of day, you know, six days out the week, you know, train for a marathon. When I look at that in retrospect. I'm like, I said, well, this shit, you know, this is becoming an expensive hobby <laughs> because, you know, is not it only expensive th- with money or is it expensive with time? Both. It's expensive okay. with both because, and when I look at it from my standpoint, I'm like, damn, in those four hours, I could have, I could have made some more money. And then in those four hours, I could have spent more time with family. So it's like, you're giving up. And it, you know, this, this is hilarious because every single, this never fails. Every single Thanksgiving, never fails where the food is about to be ready and my uncle gets home from work right the first thing he does when he gets home from work everybody know he go for a run rain sleet hell of snow he go run mm-hmm. nigga i'm talking about we be waiting for him to get back <laughs> <laughs> this one, one person wait for him to get back from his run and he'd be like you know he, he'll go short but he has to get that run in. Uh, but I say that to say is that, you know, you got different types of people who are, you know, you know, people who have passions and then people who have, you know, burning passions. Like I've <laughs> yeah. never not seen him run. Like yeah. I, this, it would be scary if I did it. If But, is you know, you look at your hobby and it's like, okay, how, you know, how expensive is this? Like when I was playing paintball, I was like, ooh, this shit is an expensive hobby. Ooh, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna be able to do this like I want to because, you know, ammo and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, this shit just run. 
So I was like, let me switch over to something else. Let me go golfing. So I switched over to golf. Um, that's been kind of my new hobby. You know, firearms is always an expensive hobby. It's but. an expensive, so is vehicles, bro. So is cars. Bro, I think firearms got all that beat. Listen, bro, you just don't except, know. Except for cars. That's but that's a whole nother. That's a bro, that's a whole it's a box. whole different hobby because it takes time and money. You know what? That's why all I'm of a sudden you, it forever. Because I'm gonna turn into a sleeper one day. Yeah, man. Cause I listen, you can start off and be like, man, I'm gonna change out these bands, then you change out the rotors, then you change out the brakes, then you change out the rims, then you change out the tires, then you change out the struts, then you change out the you know what I'm saying? Like you go up, 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 and then it's like you want new, new, new. So, but I feel like you should definitely have a understanding with your significant other, and they should understand you to know that, okay, I see where your interests are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you know where your interests lie. You get what I'm saying? So you you definitely have to be mindful of who your partner is, what they're interested in, and let them be them. I got a um, breaking news segment. Cha, 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 cha. Breaking news sponsored by Baron Beard. Texas Senate has passed the HB 957, exempting Texas-made suppressors from NFA regulations. Uh, is that the weed law? No. Did you not hear what I just said? I heard FHA. <clears throat> they passed the tech, they passed the HB 957 exempting Texas-made suppressors from NFA regulations. So therefore, in Texas, we can have a suppressor without having to go through all the minutiae. Break it down into layman terms. You can get a silencer on your joint if you live in Texas. Okay, okay, okay. You because it's great to be an American. Well, at least oh, I'm now you like Texas now, free. huh? Now you like Texas now. <laughs> My boy will claim New Orleans till he died, Louisiana till he died, a boot. But all of a sudden, these gun laws come. I'm a Texan. I'm a Texan. How it go like this? Oh, <laughs> this no. how you throw it up. It looked like you throwing a rock wall of ears, bro. <laughs> Or up the H, <laughs> the H tizzy. <laughs> bro, I'm going to just let that go. I'm going to just let that one slide, bro. I'm a screenshot. This is going to be our cover of our next podcast. Oh, it's not. No, it's not. But the H. <laughs> no, it's the, not. The buddy. Men Lives Matter, bro. That's what we going to name this one. Men Lives Matter. Because it does. These, You know, like, we, we got to keep our sanity. You know, I haven't been to therapy for myself. But I'm very interested in going. Uh, it's something that I know that I need. I feel like it's something that us as black men or men in general, I'm not even just say black men. We need, you know, to actually for our sanity because we have a lot that's against us. Um, as far as like moving forward, we see how many different entities and organizations get the attention and it pulls away from actual masculinity. Yeah. And it's and it's not saying that we're against any other, you know, groups or anything like that. It's just saying, like, listen, 
we men, we care, but at the same time, like, come on. Like, we matter. You can't just put us on the back burner. Can't just put us on the back burner, nothing like that. I'm with it. I stand by a stamp of approval. Let's get this thing up out of here. Yeah, I got my boy approval. Stamp. Stamp. All right, man. Uh, for all our new listeners, original listeners, and everybody else out there, make sure y'all go follow us at Dad Zombie. That's D A D Z O M B I E on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, on all major platforms. And any platform that's out there on a podcast platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google, not, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor. All those podcast platforms. Y'all can go follow your boy on Instagram and Twitter at KingKen underscore. That's K-Y-N-G-K-E-N underscore. And my boy, Bear. I mean, y'all can follow me if you want to. It's just Bear and Bear on, on everything. I ain't posted nothing, but you can follow me. <laughs> Definitely. Got to get back to posting, man. We we've been slacking and sliding on them posts. Just, I like took a, a social media hiatus, man. It's just draining. Understood, understood, bro. I understood. Sometimes I let that, and I apologize, <clears throat> podcast family. I let that slide into my podcast world because I am one of those people who need a detox, and you know that was part of my detox. You know, it's a good detox. Turmeric and ginger. I mean, like a mental detox. Turmeric and ginger. Okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna have to find turmeric. I know to find ginger. I don't know. I've never like looked for certain things. Like I've never had to go to the grocery store and get like turmeric. That tells me a lot about your cooking, sir. Bro, that's fine, bro. That's fine. I grew up on Tony Sachers. Mm. <laughs> we gotta end this episode. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Bro, try to play me with the Tony C's, bro. I ain't trying to play. I'm just saying, bro, you grown man now. You got to venture out. Use some real nah, spices. I, bro, I use real spices, bro. And I'm just saying that's what I grew up on. Tony C's, bro. I'm not saying that was the all-around spice, but that was the multi-purpose spice. We use other stuff, but I'm saying like turmeric, bro. Did you grow right. up on turmeric? Or that's something you like grew up and started using? I'd probably say like, yeah, I grew up on turmeric. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Onion powder, salt and pepper, Tony C's, and then onions and bell peppers. You know, you put onions and bell peppers before you put anything else. That's the Trinity. I go on everything I cook. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like that. So we use uh, celery as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celery. Uh, so you use celery. Bell Hell, pepper, you can onion. use. Um, I, well, I was about to say celery. But yeah, use onions, bell pepper, celery. Yeah, that's the whole journey right there. Yeah, you gotta think. Um, I'm gonna have to see what your seasoning cabinet looking like. Bro, it's looking nice, bro. We just got a, we got a bunch of stuff in there. Bro, mm-hmm. I use a bunch of stuff. I'm just saying, bro. That's just mm-hmm. like the you know, if something ain't seasoned enough, bro. And I go to somebody's house, I'm like, hey, we got Tony Seeds it. What's your top three dishes go? Top three dishes. My top three my dishes. personal or my favorite foods. What's your top three dishes if you had to serve this to Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. Okay. Damn, bro. Okay, I got some fried cabbage. 
This nigga go with this fried cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. I got some fried cabbage. Oh, uh, oh, I did some. Um, so I do have a a good ass Asian low main, bro. Don't don't play me with the low main, bro. Says the nigga that don't got no turmeric. I don't trust your low main for nothing, bro. Okay, low main. Um, oh, and my fried chicken, bro. Question. All right, Michelle and Barack, I'm sorry we let you down. Fried chicken, lo mein, and fried, <laughs> fried cabbage. Bro, listen, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. The last couple months or so, I've gotten an oven fry, uh, air fryer, and I've just been using that, bro. I feel like, I'm gonna I've, tell I've you the been... real secret. The last month, I've been getting these sauces from HEB, and it's like in a little pack. And you just take the sauce and you put it in whatever you cooking. Yeah. So they got like different, like one is like a curry. One is like a sweet and sour. You know, you got it's roasted like a wet garlic. sauce or dry it, season. It's a wet sauce. Okay. So like I use it if I'm cooking, I've been like, if I'm making like salmon, if I'm doing like chicken, you know, I just mix it with that, but it's quick. Yeah. Now that after I've been on the, you know, I'm trying to be on a stricter yeah. diet than I have been. So. It I fried my best friend. Mm. But yeah. So if y'all got any uh comments, gripes, concerns, or y'all want recipes about a uh air fryer recipe, hit your boy. <laughs> air fryer king. <laughs> it's more chicken than chicken. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Y'all bird. Hey. <laughs> y'all bird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and from your boy Ken. Bear with the big. We out. Like the lights in the projects. <laughs>